Welcome everybody to the STS podcast that is shooting the shit. I am your host here once again, Eugene Caffin, and I am joined by some of my greatest friends. Um, I'm joined today by my beautiful co-host once again, Joseph Ray. Joey, how you doing? I'm glad you remembered. Yes. I absolutely remembered. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm doing fucking fantastic, man. I've had a great couple of weeks yeah, and nice. I am ready to shoot the shit. Yep, dude. It's always good. Good, good. Um, next, I returning for the second time is uh, my other great and excellent friend, Christian. Christian, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Man, I'm good. Good Lo- to hear. Loving to shoot the shit today with you guys. Excellent. Yeah, so am I. Yep. Uh, as well, we have the returning and ever great Mr. Sherry. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Yourself? Man, you know I'm good. You know I'm good. I've had a great mm-hmm. week, ready to shoot the shit. And last, but definitely not least, and possibly the girthiest, um, Mister <laughs> Mr. Brenton, how are you, man? Brenton died. Brenton? Brenton! Come back, you're not the girthiest, I swear. Uh... Yes, you are. Yes, you remembered he had turned push to talk on just before starting this session. <laughs> Hi, uh, I am Brenton. I'm good as fuck, and I'm ready to shoot the shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's great, man. I'm glad you're ready to shoot the shit, and that you accept your possible girth. All right, um, cool. So we have a lot of fun facts to talk about this week. I would imagine it's been a pretty crazy couple of weeks as far as. Uh, things on my end have been concerned so hopefully everyone here has some good stuff to talk about um to kick us off i think this week we will start with sherry sherry what do you what do you got for us this week man all right so um i was when i was browsing the internet before i found some really random laws that australia has um one in particular no, nothing in regards to the boomerangs or anything. It's actually, uh, first one that I've got is actually in relation to food. So apparently it's illegal to possess 50 kilograms of potatoes in Western Australia. What? Well, yeah, that makes sense. How many kilograms? Sorry. 50 kilograms. 50 kilograms. So like yeah. 50 kilos or more or just 50 kilos? 50 kilos or more. Oh, so yeah. like, does that mean that Woolworths only ever stocks 49 kilos of like potatoes at, at one time? Well, they would actually be a member of the Potato Corporation or an authorization. So they would be able to get away with it. So that kind of, um, that kind of law is actually not uncommon. So it probably dates back to, you know, um, early 1900s where regulation over um produce was um i guess a, a major feature of the australian landscape mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. there's probably that side so to to stop other people from you know um monopolizing uh you know potato sales and also the other side is um potato can be used to distill uh, alcohol alcohol yeah um so it could be possible that you know other people who are not supermarkets or whatever could be storing up large amounts of potato in order to um, make alcohol in areas where alcohol consumption um, and sale is prohibited or regulated. Mm. Mm. Also, f- 50 kilos of potatoes goes over the um, threshold of personal use potatoes. 
Yeah, yeah it really. Does. <laughs> I'm guessing so. I mean, because yeah. I was gonna say, what if I just wanted to fucking do some like weight training out in Western Australia, and I was like, I will put 50 kilos on me, and it just happens to be potatoes. <laughs> Am I gonna get yeah. arrested? Is that yes? Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, well, you'll actually get fined. You won't get arrested. Ah, uh, sure. Okay, so what's the fine, Cherry? What's the punishment for this yeah. crime? So the penalty for breaking this law is up to two thousand for a first offense, or five oh. thousand for subsequent offenses. That's pretty hefty. That that's, is pretty hefty. That's some expensive French fries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get caught with so many potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so how, are the, how, how do the potatoes have to be prepared? Just raw potatoes or like cooked potatoes, raw potatoes? Yeah, so 50, possess 50 potatoes. It does not say, uh, say how it's supposed to, what state the potatoes have to be in. It's just 50 mm. gra- kilograms of potatoes you're not allowed to possess. What if I'm feeding the military? <laughs> you, oh, they have exemptions. They have yeah. exemptions. Then you'd have an you'd rather be an authorized agent or be part of the Potato Corporation. Man, I didn't know the Potato Corporation was a thing. <laughs> yeah, neither did I till I read this. I was like, <laughs> "What? I need to be a part of this." <laughs> I like to I like to imagine the Potato Corporation is actually like all powerful because like the the military is also part of the Potato Corporation. Is what I've just established. Oh, well, they're probably just an authorization. When you think of oh, right. agent. So this means that our military uh, literally uses spud guns <laughs> in their exercises. Well, that might be the other reason why they have this random law because of spud guns. Nah, I doubt it. Yeah, it's probably more to do with what Christian was saying, I reckon. Yeah, probably. Um, I, I also happen, for some reason, I happen to know that, like, like export of potatoes from Australia, like commercial exporting, was like actually strictly controlled by like a centralized board, like the Australian Wheat Board used to be, up until like only a few years ago. And so this like one guy basically said like, fuck the rules, I'm gonna export whatever the fuck I want, come at me bros. And the government was like, yeah, actually, that rule is like really stupid in the modern age and people like there's no longer a reason to limit exports. So essentially, everyone else who was following the rules and like suffering because they couldn't export like as much as they wanted to, just got fucked over. Mm. And this guy was just like, "Fucking <laughs> check it out!" I was right all along. Yeah, great. Uh, yes. What I'm hearing is the potato cartel essentially rules Australia, yeah. and like our politicians <laughs> yeah, potato cartels. Joey, we should bring it up with our local uh, member for sure. I will. Yeah. Are you still in Bonner? Yes, I'm still in Bonner. Uh, that's um, is it still Kevin Rudd? I forget. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, oh, future prime minister. Um, what's his name? Ross Vasta. Oh, Ross Vasta. Yeah, Ross Vasta. No. <laughs> <laughs> future prime uh, minister Ross Vasta. I'd, yeah, future prime minister Ross Vasta. <laughs> who the hell is Ross? Who the hell is Ross Vasta? He is. He's, um, yeah. a, a great distributor of calendars and uh, shopping lists. <laughs> And shopping lists. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It's it's like top-notch, high-quality, Ross Vasta brand uh, shopping lists and calendars. He, he also happens to be a federal member of parliament. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, did you have anything else for us, uh, Sherry? Well, my dreams of, like, going... One other little thing that I saw of is when I was, like, younger and seen wedding cards and all that it's actually illegal to scratch weddings or funerals within south australia oh so how do they define crashing mean that you wasn't invited 
Okay, so if you weren't invited to a wedding or a... And, or, so yeah, if you weren't invited to a wedding and an offense to obstruct or disturb anyone trying to get or leave from such a ceremony. Um, I think... Uh, or a service is done in a way that is meant to cause offense and in some way related to their attendance at the event. Yeah, so... Um... Uh, having lived in South Australia at one point, I think I can confirm that that's a big issue for them because there's nothing else to do in South <laughs> Australia. So if there's like a wedding on, everyone's like, holy shit, a wedding. Oh my God, I've got to be there. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. It's like the thing to do, right? You know, it's like, oh man, there's this thing happening this weekend. Let's go. But what if like, well, what if they're trying to get married in like the one pub in South Australia? Like, well, we're able to go to the pub because the one pub's being used for a wedding. You I can't mean, gay <laughs> Yeah, you can't gay crash like the actual event, but I still think you might be able to go to the pub and just like not, you know, fucking yell out random being, shit. Yeah, being yeah, in a I separate mean, part of it of the pub. Well, yeah, but like, uh, one I... thing is, can you can you declare that you're getting married at some point in time and kick everybody else out, out of the room? No. Ah, oh, that's boring. Um... <laughs> 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 I mean. In your pub example, obviously they'd be getting married in the beer garden. So the main pub. Is <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> yeah. You know. Stay classy, I say. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't be so crass as to marry at like someone's private home or like inside mm. a pub. Yeah. You know, or in like what I assume is a fuck ton of churches down there. You know, I don't think I went to church once. In South Australia, I mean, <laughs> were there many available? You know what? Probably there were. I didn't pay a lot of attention. <laughs> I was like, nothing exciting is going to happen in that happen in that building. I'm going to erase it from my memory. <laughs> Pretty much. Mm. But yeah, if you get caught doing this, then the penalty is either ten thousand dollars or two years imprisonment. Two years. Two years. Two fucking years. Is that the maximum penalty, though? Yeah, maximum penalty. Okay, it's probably the maximum. So you'd have to be a real fucking C-U-N-T to, like, end up in jail. No, but what if you're walking walking down the street, you see a wedding, and it's like, man, i got to bang that bridesmaid. (laughs) Two years for it. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could just not bang the bridesmaid, you know. No, that's not that's not an option. <laughs> no, no, you, you trip for crash the wedding and like have sex with the bridesmaid. Yeah. And suddenly you, you get two years for it. It's ridiculous. Wasn't there a movie about that? Probably. I'm pretty sure I think it was called uh, Frozen, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely called Frozen and everybody should not watch it. <laughs> Especially if you live in South Australia, because you'll think they're breaking many laws. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Is that is that it, Sherry? <laughs> Do you have any? Um, other than that, I have some other. Oh, where was it? I have one other random fact in regards to, um, actually a game. Oh so, yeah. Cool. Um, we've all played League of Legends, and we know that it's. Characters have been nerfed so many times, and a lot of people believe that, like, Aurelia is a big champion that just nerfs people over, but her meritory for nerfing is not as great as Cassidan. Cassidan has had his cooldown time increased by eight seconds within the last year 
like last year, couple of years since he's begun as a character. I thought Cassidy was just auto ban ever since like 2009. <laughs> Jesus, Eugene. <laughs> you haven't played since like season four. No. Yeah, okay, so, so Brenton, this is a joke for people who played League of Legends like when it first came out. Um, yes. So, yeah, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. You I, can I, get I, off my I, lawn. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, when when League came out, I was merely uh, in Still in the Womb, obviously, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know of like, I know like the uh, the stories and tales that were told of season three, season four, Cassidy are so visceral and real that even I've heard them and I understand right. the suffering. Mm-hmm. Brenton, we're actually talking about, you know, season two Cassidy here. Oh, sorry. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Um, so w- how do you feel about it, Brenton? Do you think that the- these are warranted changes? Um, so the thing with Aurelia is that she actually got reworked last year in season eight. And mm. she emerged from that. Um, how do you quite say? Uh, similar strength as like AP in Italy. Like one shot, you know, one shot in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, so she basically got like uh, for some, you know, I was trying to get to bed or something like the other night, and I was like just looking at all the patch notes from like season eight because I'm a really exciting guy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I should I get up to. Because you're not playing <laughs> this game anymore, right? No, nah, yeah. exactly, not playing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it really got nerfed, like in every single patch after the rework, as far as I can tell, like something like that mm. until now, and. Um, so, but those notes were like needed because, oh, okay, this is like, this is not my section. This is Sherry's section. All I'm going to say is the problem they have now is they decided like officially that like every new character or re- like rework basically had to have like some unique thing. Like every new champion is kind of a unique thing. Mm-hmm. And the problem, the problem is that like they've like marksmen, sorry, marks people have been done. Like mages are done. Tanks are done. Like um scaling x non-scaling x blah blah it's all being done so now they have to just add new mechanics and then so they end up with champions with kits that are like so overloaded um that they're just like either just op or really hard to balance mm. yeah, or sure. you end up with the like a really shitty thing where they're like you know sub 50 percent win rate in like solo queue but then like peak ban in competitive Mm. Because like they only excel when they're in a team play or like like Galio Alt, like Rise, like the current Rise. I don't know. <laughs> you know, and I think what you said, Brenton, is like an actual problem for a lot of uh, mobas. Because I mean, like you know, single man's here at like saying this, but the same thing used to happen in or is still happening in Heroes of the Storm. You know, they were just like characters that would be nerf to the fucking ground because of pro play uh and still have shitty really really shitty win rates uh normally in like yeah. home games yeah yeah, sure. yeah. and like and, and joey will know what i'm talking about like you know genji for example mm-hmm. yeah you just can't you can't win with that guy unless you're fucking yeah oh uh, what's the name uh mvp black yeah yeah, exactly. So, like, if you're MVP Black, it means you get to win every game if you get this hero. But if you're like, you know, in silver or bronze or even gold, and you pick it, then you're just gonna lose. So, yeah. Anyway, Your entire team starts intentionally feeding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so I imagine that's it for you then, uh, Sherry. 
the only other thing that caught my mind when I caught my eye when I saw I was looking at League of Legends random facts. Uh-huh. Uh, Blitzcrank actually runs a dating service in his spare time when he's not on the rift. What? Yep. Cool facts. Yep. <laughs> so he, in the universe thing, it actually says that he cafes where he offers wrestling compatibility services through which champions can engage in instantaneous mating right instantaneous Insta- yeah that's what i heard i was like yes instantaneous mating <laughs> so when i saw that that caught my eye and i just <laughs> yeah but other than that i'm done okay. <laughs> all right cool well we won't really unpack that it's basically just swiping left or right so um <laughs> let us continue down so while we're on the topic of uh what we were i think it's a good time to head over to brenton brenton what do you got for oh us? holy shit awesome all right let me switch into all right hang on uh-huh one sec there we go. Turns out push to talk doesn't work when you have Google Docs open because <laughs> mm-hmm. it just starts <laughs> typing into Google Docs. Alrighty. Um, so partly inspired by, I believe it was Sherry's or Aiden's thing about Ion a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was Sherry. Um, it was Sherry. Yeah, mine. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, and like, you know, the fact that like this looks like an awesome, you know, 3D MRPG like on phones. I was like, hmm. What other mobile games or Mobage, as though it is in the know, call it, um, mm. are out there? So, like, I just ended up going to, like, Google Play and, like, the top grossing list and just picked everything that looked, like, weeby enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And, and, like, top three. And I, like, put on my wish list or, like, installed it. Anyway, so I... Oh, I'll quick update everyone. I haven't played League of Legends since I said I wasn't playing it anymore. Yes. Yep. Okay, Brenton, I believe you here. Yes. Yep. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. I have started playing a completely unrelated game called Mobile Legends Bang Bang. Yeah. <laughs> completely, completely unrelated. unrelated. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a MOBA for phones that's so dissimilar from League of Legends. They got sued by Riot Games <laughs> and settled for oh, like man. 3 million RMB or 3 million US dollars or something like that. Um, Whoa. For, for like deeply infringing on like the trademarks and copyright of League of Legends. <laughs> Apparently, their old logo is even a ripoff of the League of Legends like logo. It's obviously a ripoff. Yeah, I know. It's so <laughs> obvious. <laughs> what I don't understand is like, like, because the Noble Legends is like chi- made by a Chinese company, and like normally you're like, oh, whatever, they don't give a fuck about fucking capitalist pigs in America and their trademarks. Um, we China number one, but. They forgot that Riot's owned by Tencent, like one of the largest Chinese like yeah, companies. Mm. And so, yeah, so they ended up having to settle. Um, but apart from that, so far, it's pretty great. Oh, so gameplay. It's exactly like League of Legends, except... <laughs> I am fucking shocked. Except... Brenton, yep. are you telling me that there's a game out there that's exactly like League of Legends just on your mobile? Pretty much. Um, and, and okay, so, I'm looking and, at screenshots of this at the moment, and it is yeah. basically League of Legends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the hell? One of the first starting... I had a go at this myself. Oh, yeah? One of the first starting um, dudes that you could use even has a similar name to the champion that he looks like, Zylong. So, um, which is basically... Uh, it starts with X rather than Z. Um, Zerath? No, um, 
the Asian, yeah, Zun Zhao. So similar, kind of a similar name, but he's a spear user as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like if you like, I'm looking at the um, saying look at the check like the other heroes more because they give you some for free when you start. But I'm looking, mm. and like one of them is like three heavy abilities are like literally Oriana. They're just like instead of a ball, it's like a cute, a cute umbrella. <laughs> but like it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Like. Great. Send the ball and try and ally to shield them. Bring the ball back to you know, like do damage. Put the ball in a thing to stun the enemies and like do a cool knock up and like what the fuck? This <laughs> is mm. literally. Yeah, um, it seems familiar, no? Exactly. But what is cool about it and makes it well in some ways better than League is it's still, well I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's it's still got the old rune system. See so what like crit chance runes. Oh yeah, no, I, I liked I liked all the old systems in League of Legends. Um, yeah, no, it's cool, and it's sort of got a mass. It doesn't have like a full mastery thing, I don't think, but um, it's got like as you get more, as you up- upgrade your emblems, as they're called, you get like extra bonus stuff. It's mm. cool. Anyway, um, other thing is the matchmaking. So it could be possibly because I'm low elo, but matchmaking is really fast. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah thirty seconds. Crazy like, fast. Yeah, thirty seconds is like slow for this game. Oh, wow. Okay. And despite the fact that, like, it's originally a foreign game and it is big in Southeast Asia, maybe this is why, I get, like, really good ping times, like Australia. Mm, like, yeah, probably because yeah, it's a Southeast Asia thing. But the advantage is that you matchmake, you, like, you can matchmake with people in, like, Indonesia and Vietnam and stuff, but there's, like, a kajillion people. I'm, mm. like, a scientist. That's an exact figure. Kajillion. Um, and so... The Brenton. Yep. The Koreans, though, they're going to destroy us. Um, I don't think it's as popular in Korea for some reason. What? It does have an esports scene. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, then, uh, of course, the fucking Koreans will be into it. They're just like, yeah, anyway. My opinion, not. I'll just check it out. Oh, no, no. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, usually the Koreans destroy everyone. Although, like, there's a whole thing where in League that's changing because the Korean style of playing League was based around having, like, lots and lots of vision and. Right, it's slowly been just removing vision from the game as a whole. Like, mm. I mean, obviously, the big thing was in early seasons, but I mean, specifically since like S5, they've been removing more and more vision. Yeah, sure. Um, which like forces more interactivity and stuff, mm. depending on. Well, see, some people thought it was going to force them to like, everyone's going to play safe. But then eventually, people are like, wait a minute, if you just play hyper aggressive, you can just get ahead and like smash everyone and be like done in 20 minutes and still have time for dinner. <laughs> the so, so how does the mentality. game actually how, yeah, how does the so, game actually play like on oh, a PC so, obviously yeah. League of Legends works well but it's on a on a phone like. so I've got a Galaxy S9 um, and it plays like the performance is really good like it's full 3D and everything like League of Legends like it's not as high res but like obviously you're on a much smaller screen so like it's still really good but um, like what I'm saying is like the models aren't as high res but you can't like see the details anyway Unless you like hmm. zoom in on the phone, which you don't want to do, because then you can't really play the game. Um, but I will say, it turns the phone into a heater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the battery. I thought I had good battery life. Like so, like, the question uh, that I have: it, most of these games, are like too through battery like crazy. Sorry, continue. No, no that's right. all right. No, the question that I had is like, obviously, I I can see how auto attacking and moving would work, right? Because yeah. You know, you just push where you want to go, who you want to attack, etc. How do you use like an ability 
So what it has is, so in the bottom right-hand corner, by default, there's like a big-ass button that's your auto-attack and then your abilities. Mm -hmm. So they have three, it depends. Like, I think not every champion has four abilities. I'm not sure. But basically, there's like buttons on the screen that correspond to your abilities. And you just tap the old button. And like, if it's a like self-target, you just do it. Or if it's like a skill shot, you can either tap the button and like then like move your finger in the direction you want it to go and let go. Mm. Or yeah, okay. it'll automatically like, depending on how you, like there's like a three modes, but by default, it'll just like, if you're an enemy's in range, it'll prioritize that enemy by like lowest percentage health first or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like automatic targeting. Um, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, which is like, I suppose this sounds like auto aim or something, but like, obviously if you're, really good you can take advantage of having manual control because sometimes you don't want to hit the lowest health target for whatever reason mm -hmm. yeah it, there's um, definitely a reason to like you know hit the target that you want rather than the one that's low yeah yeah um but i actually found the movement of this because i so i played it i started playing arena of valor in december which is 10 cents official like clone of league of legends because mm -hmm. they own right it's like that's their moba mobile moba and it's also exactly like League of Legends. Um, but that was on the Switch. And I found the controls kind of annoying and not that intuitive. But the phone controls on Mobile Legends are actually, like, I find more intuitive. So why didn't Tencent just play out Mo Mobile Legends? I don't. So I think Arena Valor came out first. Okay. Um, and obvious, yeah, otherwise I don't know. Because, yeah, you'd think they just buy it out and, like, because they're the same, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so gameplay is basically the same. Oh, matches. Matches also, like, way shorter. Like, matches can go to 20 minutes if you both really suck. Both yeah. mm. But that's, like, only sometimes. Often it's faster. Especially is, this, is it still 5 on 5? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still 5 on 5. The, so the game, especially normals, and especially, like, there's a tutorial, but it doesn't tell you, like, yeah. what the meta is. Like in terms of role assignments, so I don't actually know if there's just a meta like that I don't know about. Everyone's like, "Fucking what the fuck is this guy fucking doing? Picking a fucking marksman? I've already got one." Jesus. Pretty much. <laughs> in saying that, isn't Tencent the multinational corporation that does WeChat and all those other weird, I believe, you know, surveillance so. technologies? Uh, I think so. Um, it's either yeah. them or the Alipay group, which owns like Alibaba and Alipay and AliExpress. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, if I didn't want to give my data to anyone, I wouldn't be installing free apps <laughs> where they're like, yeah, it's free to play. Oh, I wonder how they make money. Mm. Um, and By interfering in the U.S. election. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted the Oompa Loompa. Yeah, yeah they, exactly. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, they, obviously, there's a thing where they give you free diamonds if you like write political posts on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, Man, they should do that. It's like, like seriously, that should be a thing. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's that's the one thing where I'm like, so far, like they give you a bunch, of, they give you a lot of stuff for free. But if you want to buy stuff, holy shit, like. Most of the champions are like, like all the new champions are fifteen bucks. Like Dude, that's pretty pricey. With, if you don't like, you can buy them with gold, and you yeah, can earn gold sure. from playing. But obviously, in all the skins, 
like they don't have as many tiers as League does, but they're like top tiers. Like, like seem to be their middle top tier skins are like fifteen bucks each or twenty bucks. Like, fuck. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's similar costing to League. True, but I mean, like in League, like Elemental Sucks is like thirty bucks, but it's like so much stuff that you can actually like see. Whereas yeah. this has like new effects, but I don't think it's as important. So I don't think they should. Well, I don't feel like it's as valuable. Um, well, it's more like how many actual pixels is going to like have on my mobile. Exactly. That's what yeah. I mean. But what they do have, like, does Okay, actually, the other thing is, I've not looked at this in detail, but, like, as far as I can tell, I don't know if it's all the same, but, like, I pick a skin, and then it's, like, skin attributes plus eight physical attack, and I'm like, wait, uh, is this literally pay to win? Because <laughs> that's the funniest shit ever. Uh, like, it is pay to win. It's like, oh, that's why I lost. I was on a default skin. Are obviously. they secretly sponsored by EA? <laughs> <laughs> They studied from the best. Yeah. <laughs> I think this and, is the study of uh, Mobigate. I think we can, well, we can stir up a gate controversy over this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and the other cool thing is you can actually buy, like, not tied to the character, but, like, special recall animations and also, like, in-game themes. Like, if you get, like, a legendary, like, the, 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 the like, GUI that pops up, you mm. can have, like, themes for that. Which is pretty cool. Which League doesn't have. Like League has a like like seasonal like um stuff like that, but like it's for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like we just got like eight different ones. Also, this game already has like three map themes, and you can just choose whichever one you want, whenever you want. You know what? That's just, that's just good. It's yeah. really good feature. It is. Yeah. Oh, and it has like automatic save replays and everything. I'm like, holy shit. What you're saying is. Riot's basically sweating bullets, shitting bricks. Man, what the fuck is League? What the fuck is Riot doing? This game over here on my Android. (laughs) It's like. It does literally everything you want it to do. Yeah, exactly. And it's got, you know, it's still got all the normal, like, animations and, like, sound effects and voice lines and everything. Yeah. Um, There's even some cool, like, stuff that, like, they've got got a a champion called Lunox, who's, like, a mage. He's totally not like Lux at all. Hmm. But this one's got like, this cool like dark light thing. So if you use more dark spells, then she goes like dark. The ultimate becomes like the dark form until cool. you do more light stuff. So you can so- control. It's like Kane. You can control like which sort of champion you want it to be, but you can change it on the fly. By doing what, what I need to know is, does the Lux uh, rip off or shoot a giant beam out of a Zik? Um, no, that's because the because my Lux shoots a giant beam out of a badge. Yeah, and without <laughs> yeah. the giant. Uh, the giant beam is just not Lux. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I maybe that would have been like two trademark and fringy. I reckon they put like that ability on a different champion just so they're like, this is obviously completely different. Obviously. Yeah. So what you're saying is you you, you want giant things shooting out of someone's dick across the screen. <laughs> what I'm saying is it's a core gameplay feature, and I'm not playing uh-huh. all over yeah, some all over thing. somebody, like the entire team. Yeah. And 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 as soon as you should fire the giant beam. A uh, female voice says, "Legendary." Yeah, <laughs> okay. that's the best. <laughs> That'd be good. Um, uh. Uh, I'll I'll I'll, fin- I'll finish on this with um this section with uh, so a lot of people have complaints about like leagues uh in-game punishment system. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, okay, I have complaints about it, <laughs> and other people on Reddit do. So that's everyone. Yeah, <laughs> everyone. Everyone that 
basically on the lines of like they're really good at detecting if you say naughty words in chat, but it's terrible at detecting people like actively troll. You know, like run it down, like literally run it down mid, like mm. get us on jungle, but don't take smite and just don't do the jungle and all this stuff. This game, holy shit, I had like five games in a row where I'm like going 8 0 because I actually know how to play MOBAs, sort of, and everyone else is clearly new as well. So I'm, re- I'm wrecking them. But then, like, one game, I went really badly. Like, try my best. And then immediately after the game ended, I went to queue and they're like, You cannot queue for five minutes because you're a bad boy. <laughs> You have been. The system has determined that you were feeding. Oh wow! Really? Wow! Yeah, literally. Like, uh. basically, what it said is the players reported you for feeding, and the system agrees. So you've been docked five credit score. <laughs> because basically, is that, is that like demerit points? Do you get like double demerit on weekends? Plan. It's literally like the Chinese social credit system. Like you start with a hundred. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you lose them for like doing bad stuff, and you have to like. If you get down to like 85, you can't play ranked anymore. And if you get down to like 65, you can only play like versus AI. That episode of Black Mirror, it's coming real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, you have to earn it back just by playing through. And I'm like, Jesus. Because wow. I, I was so mad. I was like, I was like, I, I expected other people to get punished, not me. What the fuck? Mm. You, you know, if you lose too much social credit in China, you can't take the train anymore. Man, like, <laughs> it's like that. I'm going to be stuck at home. As opposed to normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe I was to the bus or the train. I was going to be like walking along the side of the road, getting like shot on from buses. I mean, like, look at this guy. He's a fucking bronzy. Fucking <laughs> 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 <in> Warrior 3. <laughs> well, another thing that you guys might like that I've actually found out about the game is that you can purchase while in lane. You don't have to yeah. go back to a store or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it makes for real, a lot faster gameplay. That's yeah, like the, um, Dota 2. Yeah. yeah. The item system is really cool. So basically, you can buy from the shop, like, whenever. Um, like, But because you always, you know, that would be kind of troublesome to interact with a lot in mobile, perhaps. What you can do is you set up your build before the game starts. And then it automatically, just like, you know, says when you've got enough money, do you want to buy the component? X and you just keep like tap that and like you know it's smart enough to each component in turn to build the first full item and then the second full item and then if you want to if you you know what then you want to go into like magic defense or whatever you can like go into store and pick the magic item and pick prioritize and it'll start building towards that item instead yeah yeah that's and, really good and like even better than league so so it's basically like item sets right well in this game it's got recommended item sets like hot item sets, like the most common ones people pick, and pro item sets, like automatically, for every champion. Mm. Mm. They seem to be like recently updated. I'm like, fucking hell, this is way better. Anyway, so it's cool. Uh, I have like three other things I could talk about, but I feel like I'm already taking up too much time. Uh, That's okay, man. Uh, You're all good. Um, Well... All right, so I think next we will hear from Mr. Joey Ray. Joey, what do you got for us, man? Man, the fucking culture war is heating up over Captain Marvel. Uh-huh. <laughs> Apparently. So basically, Captain Marvel has come out as a crazy cat lady movie. Um, really? And 
Yeah, yeah. So there's a there's some sort of cat character, and like a lot of people are really excited about the cat, which is really weird. So the first link I got is USA Today, and the Twitter reviews on it, like three out of five of them, mentioned this this awesome cat character that's apparently there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So yeah, check out Captain Marvel if you want to see a cool cat. I guess. And because it's obviously a culture war thing, there's another side of this where they hate Captain Marvel for no reason at the moment. Oh, really? So what's yeah. like what's going on? Oh, man. Okay, so basically Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, came out and said, like, I don't want white men reviewing my movie. <laughs> okay. And this is apparently an unpopular move in some circles. Why do, like, okay. Oh, I want to make it. Is this point? Like, this is a thing. This has happened enough for people to like should know in advance that if they say this, it's going to be controversial. Like, whether that's right or wrong, it's controversial. Like, yeah, but they, I, like, I, I think um, I think I don't care. I suppose. I mean, they're a rich actor. Like, what the fuck do they care? Well, mm. yeah, but I mean, the, the the rich actor can only say it because the the studio lets them, right? Like, in the end. Mm. And and Bree's known for saying stuff like this because apparently in A Wrinkle in Time, I think it was called, she said, "If you don't like it, don't watch it." Uh, <laughs> the, 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 this wasn't written for white men. <laughs> um, and yeah, like A Wrinkle in Time or whatever it's called, it was it like flopped. Yeah. So like they knew who Brie Larson was going to the movie, and yeah, they still wanted her as Miss Marvel. Sorry, Captain Marvel. Hey, Sherry, is it Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel. Who's Miss Marvel then? It's another character. She's an amalgamation of both of them, is like what I gather. Okay. Well, Captain Miss Marvel, the third, is. Yeah, they wanted Brie Larson, and Brie Larson's being Brie Larson and saying, um, please don't review the movie if you're a white guy. So a bunch of people are mad at her. Like, they're mad at her specifically, and so you're going to try to boycott the movie, but it's not going to work because. It's really just you, not. Yeah, because if you if you piss off these people, they'll, they'll make a big fuss about it, and then the movie will get more publicity because of the big fuss, and then more people just see this movie. So it's like it's sort of an anti boycott to to piss these people off. It's not. It's well, not even that, Joey. Like if you publish a Marvel movie, they have crazy track records of just bringing people in. So yeah, exactly. It it automa- It just doesn't even matter because it's the most hot hotly contested movie type. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, the, the, I will say that there was an effect on uh, Star Wars because um, Star Wars, uh, what was it? The Last Jedi? No, Return of the Jedi. The Jedi Returns. Uh, the, the you, one with the, the most recent one. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Last Jedi. Yeah. So the Last Jedi didn't saw good box office sales, but then the movie after that, Solo: A Star Wars Story, mm-hmm. didn't do as well because the Last Jedi. So it it might be something like that if um if it works out. I don't know. Mm. I mean, if boycotts worked, then like fucking Batman versus Superman wouldn't have done so well. <laughs> why was that, that boycotted? Oh, okay. I'm not saying it actually was. I'm saying after I watched it, I wanted to boycott it for being a terrible movie <laughs> <laughs> with a shit storyline. Brenton, you can't you can't boycott an orange after you read it. What? Yeah, you can't boycott the orange. Archie eating the orange. Just like man, that was shit orange. Yeah, I know. Let me get back to the store. 
The other it's thing like, as well, Joey, is like the movie after this is going to be Avengers Endgame, and like I really don't see people not going to see that because of um, Captain Marvel. Yeah, true, true. You know uh, anyway, I mean? so like, like they can do whatever the, day, the fuck they want. Yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I, I think it's exactly that, and this is just like a flash in the pan. It's not going to mean anything. Mm. I just thought it was kind of funny. It was stirring up controversy. Yep. I also have a controversial opinion. Yeah, what's your what's your controversial opinion? Um, is that uh, I I want like you know white white men to stop reviewing movies. Tell <laughs> <laughs> me more. Me too. It's fucking white men. Yeah. Um. Well, see, most movie critics um are you know people that are very narrow minded. Oh man, the worst was Ebert, right? Like. Mm. Ebert was really good at reviewing art house films, but anything else, he sucked. He had no idea. He had no connection with the audience at all. Mm, yeah. So that, that that's like my my opinion. Like, not that every movie reviewer is narrow minded and you know bad at what they do, but you know, I, I I've had you know not you know good good track record with um with a lot of people that review films. See, I don't care much about movie reviewers or movie reviews if i like a movie or i, I want to go see it i'll just go see it i don't really care about other people's opinions mm. yeah because it's a matter of your own opinion in the end it's, it's objective yeah yeah like i think yeah like i mean you know I guess, I guess it depends if if like this is your one treat for the month and you're like I'm, you're like i'm gonna see one movie um, and then you have all these movies, movie, like, well, how are you going to base it on? Are you going to base it on reviews of trailers or some combination? Well, I'd look at the, um, the blurb of the movie and determine if it's something that, you know, if it sounds like something that I'd like and then mm. I'd go see it. And if I didn't like it, then whatever. But if I did, you know, that's, mm. that's why, um, like, I mean, that's partly, I think why, you know, movies try and make, have like alias celebrities attached to it or actors because, a lot of people, you know, will follow an actor or be like, oh, this actor I like is, or actress is in the film. Or because of that. Because the exact thing, until you've seen the film, it's hard to know if you're going to like it. And reviews aren't necessarily, like, useful because they're either reviewing it to be like, hmm, it was interesting, but I don't think it really reinvented the storytelling genre. So <laughs> yeah. it's a hard pass from me. And you're like, okay, whatever. Although there was one, because um, I'm a big romance buff. Yeah, and uh, I watched sure. five hundred. Are you really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, was to it, be honest, was it? No, no. To be honest, I thought it was sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I am. Shut up. Um, <laughs> and I was I was watching five hundred days of summer on the plane, and I, I read the blog. I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna daft this movie. Some some fucking loser chick meets up with some loser dude. That's like, I'm like all about that. <laughs> and it was the worst fucking. Oh my god, I'd rather watch Paint Dry. I would rather, I'd rather be, I'd rather be in line for the toilet, just after some like Chinese dude just had like the massive runs. <laughs> so you're saying that you'd rather have a buffalo take a diarrhea dump in your ear? I'd rather. Yes, I I was that angry about the movie. It was so bad. I'm like, ah, oh, that is the worst fucking movie. But you don't rave fucking reviews, so fuck those reviews. Uh, okay. Yeah. See, like, I I completely agree with what Christian is saying as well, and like the fact that reviews should be taken with a with a grain of salt. Um, the the thing that I don't really like about it is that the influence that it has on the on the you know just the industry in general. 
So mm. like, you know, a movie could be, you know, something that I would consider good um, and one that I would want. Uh, but the the realization is that the critics and people that didn't like it have more power over it. And the, a classic example is, you know, one that's very near and dear to my heart and probably a couple of others here is the, the War- running man. No, the Warcraft <laughs> movie, the fucking yeah, Warcraft definitely. movie. So like yeah. we all enjoyed I the Warcraft movie. movie. Yeah. 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 It's great. It was good. I don't know if Brenton enjoyed it or even saw it, but no, no, I've seen it. I'm not. I don't think I saw it at cinemas, but I definitely watched it, and mm. I definitely enjoyed it, despite not having ever even played from one to sixty in Warcraft. Wow! So like, not actually knowing the backstory already. Yeah. So and like that got fucking slammed by critics and people, and you know, mm. and um, pretty much almost solidified the fact that we're not going to get another one, probably. Which yeah, is a real no. shame. Not um not not through a cinema at least at least yeah yeah not through like traditional cinema so anyway um but but the, that's the thing as well like you go on Wikipedia and you scroll down and there's a review section and mm. and they just tell you what the what the critics say mm. so it sort mm. of becomes what the critics say become attached to the thing no matter what yeah uh, like this is pretty uh, like off track so like I'm I'm pretty much on Captain Marvel okay good <laughs> yeah that's fine <laughs> so short story you should go see it. If you want to. Uh, then I don't fucking know. Who's Captain Marvel? Oh, uh, yeah. By the way, just to clarify, <laughs> as far as I can tell, mo- all the people complaining about it, so the movie isn't out yet. So yeah. the only people who have seen it are these reviewers. And, like, mm. they like I, like I they could be right or wrong, but actually no one knows if it's bad or not. Mm. Yeah, exactly. No, nobody knows at this point if it's bad or good. Because it's not even released. Like, theoretically, because, you know, like, they, I don't know, like, they have comedies these days, but, like, sometimes... You know, like if a movie, they think a movie's going to be really bad, they'll like do last minute changes. So you could literally, they could even change it between then and the cinema release. Mm. Actually, it should be easy to do these days because so much of film distribution is digital. Mm. Mm. True, true, true. So you can, you know, so like they could change it again anyway. And so then they're like, oh, but no, I can't be mad because the actual film's good, but the version in my head was bad. Mm. Or vice versa. I don't know. Man, we, we can always be mad about the versions in our head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So, so the other thing I got is uh, fold phones are now a thing. Oh yeah, I saw that. So what the so, f- is that like a flip phone? What, what's going on here? No, 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 no. It's okay. So back in the day, you used to have um, a, a giant mobile battery and a handset attached to the battery, and you'd like talk to it at your construction site because it was, was limited range. Uh-huh. And that eventually became the mobile phone, where, where you get like the trusty Nokia bricks. Yep. And that became flip phones, which is like, ooh. And flip phones became feature phones. So it's like the, your Blackberry with a full keyboard and whatever. Feature phones became iPhones with like a full, where the, all the features were basically pushed into the screen. And now iPhones are basically dinosaur old technology because now we have fold phones. Yep, I need more info. Well, basically, what if your phone became a tablet, but it was still small enough to be considered a phone because it folded in half. Like a book. Yeah. Oh. I'm looking uh, at the link that you just put up just the before. I'm not yeah. sure about this. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, with, with Samsung's new hinge technology, the Galaxy Fold is now out. So, so basically, Samsung have folded space itself with the Galaxy. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's folding the galaxy, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But it's, it's they use super... the spice? Of course they use the spice. Oh, good. Um, uh, it should be called the Galaxy Spice, actually. That would be a good name. Like, <laughs> it's actually fucking incredible. Yeah, it's actually fucking incredible. Because <laughs> the, the, there's like a hinge. And the, these, I guess, two screens match up exactly perfectly at all times. Yeah. And like, you, you can just have a seamless touch experience on a tablet. But actually, there's a hinge there that you just can't feel. And you, can f- you fold it up and it comes a phone. And it's a fully functional phone. And it's, like- it, it's going to be like big enough and powerful enough to, to run all the latest um, Mobigay, as Brenda calls them. Yeah. And so you can be like the dude with a fucking 12-inch screen, which is giant for a phone. You yeah. can do the 12-inch screen, like, like destroying people in your Mobigay. And then, yeah. oh, I'm getting a call. No worries, I'll just fold it up. Hey, boss, how's it going? I'm just, I'm just fucking up some cunts. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's $2,000. Yeah, I, like, like, okay, obviously, like, I mean, this is, like, I'm reading, I could have, yeah, um, the I'm reading the article, right, the CNET article. Oh, no, yeah. sorry, I think, yeah, and it's like, Galaxy Fold, that does the iPhone XS, here's why you still won't buy one. And they're like, okay, this is, all right, this is where I'm going to go into fucking the YouTube zone, the conspiracy zone. <laughs> I think it's either actually paid for or just like everyone in the tech industry is such an upper lover that like they just obviously can't accept the sims anyone else could do anything good or innovative because they're like oh it's pretty cool but it sucks and it's too expensive and yada 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 and i'm like that Gal- samsung isn't making you buy it right like they've still got a normal phone like the s10 mm-hmm. as well like this isn't a replacement whereas like um because that's the whole point of having more than one model, right? You can, you know. Yeah, and, obviously. But so it's I, the, the, like, this is like the premier flagship model. And like, yeah. if, you're, if you're going to use it as a content um, a content consumption device, it makes sense to pay 2000 bucks because that's exactly what you pay for um, a high-end video card on your, in your computer. Yeah, that's I, true. But for that price, I can get, you know, the latest Samsung Galaxy and yeah. I could then get a, a tablet as well. A uh, uh, top of the range tablet with uh, with with two uh, graphics cards in it. Well, no, but I don't use my tablet for games and whatnot, so I don't really care. Hey, yeah, Dennis, and... how's it going? Looking at that meteor coming at you. Looks like a fold phone to me. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I agree. It's like really expensive, but um, to me, this is like V one. Yeah, like, obviously. Not, yeah, I mean. You know, if you, if you think it's too expensive, like, to anyone, like, I'm saying, like, if you think it's too expensive, sure, don't buy it, right? But, like, it's, to me, it's when, it reminds me of a little bit of when the first iPhone came out and people complained about, like, all the existing features didn't have, yeah. but, like, it turned out that, like, people didn't care about them or they were fixed in V2 anyway. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you, have, you also have to remember, it's not 2000 bucks a month. So it's not 2000 bucks, it's 80 bucks a month. Yeah. But like, if you say it like that, month. it's cheap. <laughs> exactly. That's how they yeah. get you. Well, yeah. so I, I, it's I guess the way like a mobile plan with doing eighty dollars a month, yeah, because so, you pay nearly two thousand just for a mobile if you buy it on a plan, and not only that, the biggest thing for this is that it's attacking uh, or approaching the consumers out there that literally live a life where they're constantly on the run. So being able to play those games that they used to play when they're younger simply on a tablet one device they don't have to carry two devices around on them for starters mm-hmm. so this is revolutionary in a way because we are becoming a mobile society very yep. true what were you saying christian well i, I guess from the, the opposite 
sort of standpoint is that, you know, I guess the way I look at it is I have a phone and I use my phone to call people and to message and to occasionally, you know, look up directions to somewhere. That's it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then I have a tablet and I use the tablet for study and, you know, I'll watch YouTube or whatever on it and that's yeah. it. Yeah. I, I Having something that, you know, sure you can make the call and whatnot, but then do everything else, but probably not as good as you do on a full tablet. You know, it's sort of, you're not getting the best. Oh, yes. I would agree that if most of what you use a phone for is like basic phone features, the $2,000 like double screen fuck off Samsung Fold probably is a bit of overkill. Yeah. You may not be in your wheelhouse as much. And I agree, like, yeah, like that's totally cool, right? Like this is definitely not for everyone. I just think it's basically, it's the tech for a while has been so used to like in terms of hardware innovation for phones, Apple just like killing it. But mm. to have someone else do something that's impressive and new. Is... That's true. So it's just an exercise in, you know, pushing the boundaries. So it's not supposed yeah. to be practical or affordable, but, you know, just no. saying, you know, we can do this. We can yeah. bring it. Yeah. It's a bit better than that because what what, the realm you're in, Christian, is sort of the concept car sort of realms. Like this is what a car could be. But they've actually made this as a product, which is, which is really cool. And you, yeah. can, you can actually buy what it is. So, yeah. I mean, as far as I know. Yeah, like that's the impressive part, I think. Yeah, exactly. Because OLED, like, because the thing is, OLED's been like a big meme for a few years now. And the theory is that with OLED screens, you can have them on like a, they don't need a glass, like, uh, layer. Yeah, exactly. Or like hard plastic layers, so you can make them flexible. And yeah. the trick would be now is being like, okay, that's a cool story, but how do we take advantage of this in a real consumer electronic product that makes sense? Yeah. And I believe this is using OLED, right? It most likely is. Um, the other advantage of OLED is that it's um, it's much cheaper and smaller to make, and you can get the pixels a lot smaller. Yeah, which is also um, so. I to me, this is kind of like one of the first things of like using OLED in practice, and then this should probably lead to more realistic or more common uses of it. Like it gets, you know, it's like a lot of things. When computers, PCs first came out, they were like fucking expensive, fuck all. But then over time. The early adopters put the money in to make it cheaper and cheaper. Yeah, exactly. So it becomes more and more practical. That's true. And I'm still waiting for Oculus Rift to be affordable. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, yeah. I think you might be waiting for a while. Yeah, I might be. Yeah. Hey, I'm done, I'm done. All right, cool, cool. Uh, well, thank you very much, Joey. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I, I just clicked one tab. And then meanwhile, it's like Galaxy S10 phones, up to four rear cameras, one terabyte of storage. They're like, what can we do? More cameras. You're a genius. Exactly. <laughs> Galaxy S11, 10 cameras on the sides, <laughs> the front, on the back. Is that what you wanted, kids? I don't know. More cameras? Man, all, all you need is more cameras. Like, like, why don't they just sell cameras at this point? Like, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this camera happens to have a phone attached to it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You cannot call people in the camera. <laughs> All right. Carry on, Eugene. Are you done? Yes. Awesome. All right. Um, so now I believe I'm going to have my turn. Uh, so I only have a couple of things. Most of them aren't very interesting, but I did want to talk about um, something that is going through the internets and the social medias at the moment. And that is the muffin break lady. Have any of you guys heard about this? Man, tell me, tell me about the uh, muffin break. So um, there was a 
a, the a, a boss or a high ranking person in the muffin break uh company uh came out and was basically slamming people about uh not wanting to do unpaid work we told the millennials where to go yeah so yeah and she was blaming social media and everything about millennials being really entitled and all this other stuff and basically had all these opinions about how um people you know they she used to have a whole bunch of people who would come and do unpaid work and that they, <laughs> and that they would always you know get a job later because they had the correct attitude and all this other bullshit um yep, fucking changed my mind yeah <laughs> and um what's happened is uh social media has fucking slaughtered her oh my yeah. god all right so so, so what's she got after her now so you got the feds after her yeah i don't know maybe but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the whole thing was around like having to do unpaid work and yeah, you know, yeah. that that whole thing. So I just wanted to ask if anybody, you know, how do they feel about that? Like, would you want to do work that you don't get paid for just with the prospect of you getting a job? When I was a teenager, well, yeah. uh, <laughs> do you mind if I go first? I'm oh, like, sure, sure. So um, I would say yes, paying, doing unwork, unpaid work um, is really important. Uh, you know, I'm, I've been volunteering now for almost seven years um, in emergency services. And through my volunteering and the, the skills and um, people that I met, I got several, you know, very high level, high paying jobs. Um, and it was through that voluntary unpaid work that I was able to, to, to do that. Um, so I think it's definitely a valuable thing. And I think she's got a point there um, to a certain extent that, you know, maybe millennials are not prepared to you know, do a little bit of unpaid work in order to network and, and build up some skills in order to move on to another paid position um, within that area. So I agree with you to some extent, but I also heavily disagree with you in, in another extent. Okay. Um, I heavily disagree with you in the fact that it's very, very situational and like emergency services are something that's very different to muffin break. Um, yes. where this lady is coming from. So I think it's like it, where there's uh, an error of responsibility, uh, I suppose. Obviously, with emergency services, you do have a responsibility uh, in, in a certain respect, even though that you're not paid. But like the other thing is that if I want to get some experience in a certain field, um, then I... It, depending on that field and if I were to do it and do things where I actually had a responsibility then I would want to be paid for that responsibility. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I would say one of the difference, big differences is with emergency services work, you're, like, actually helping people and, like, possibly saving people's lives or homes or property or something like that or, you know, giving them safety. And you're learning, like, actually difficult skills to learn, I presume, like, you know. Oh, definitely, yeah. You know, physical skills, mental skills, like being able to stay in control of a situation, psychological skills. Whereas at Muffin Break, you're learning how to stuff muffins to people's faces. Which... <laughs> yeah, or make coffees. Well, yeah. coffee is important. Mm. Imagine, would... you, and I, you and I both know that there are situations where a muffin is an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> See, I think, um... Um, I think school-based work experience programs so, so like working in the, the school area as well um i can see the benefit that for a lot of like even underage um students who can't get a job yet but you know they want to get into it that work experience is great because it gives them a, a taste of you know what the work might be about and they might not get paid for it but they get that experience and you know 
Mm. I don't know. I, yeah. I sort of argue but, that it is a really, really good thing. Yeah, yeah but that's so, the thing, Christian. Like, they're school kids. They don't have any responsibility in that particular scenario. Like, that's where no. I agree with you. So, provided that, that like, the buck isn't ultimately passed to them is, like, where it's fine. But, like, the second that you become responsible for something um, and it's not just an experience thing is, I think, like, what was happening with that particular company, like, where she was just getting work out of them. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's fucking mafia. Yeah, also, like, look, I have only the greatest respect for people or people who work in service industries. But in terms of making muffins and stuff, like, I don't think it's the hardest job in the world to learn how to do that like i mean how else could i possibly learn how to make coffees except at this one muffin break place there's no other places that teach you how to make coffees <laughs> very true like, um, come, sorry go ahead i've done a year and a half worth of volunteer work as well and i think the main thing is to do if you're going to be doing volunteer work most of the time it's for something that you believe in and i know i can definitely say that christian's been in a situation where he like helping others is a very big thing. And a lot of people believe that and go out to causes. I did youth work. And for a mundane task like this, where you can't get connections or you're simply serving someone that doesn't really care who you are, there's no real opportunities to actually move ahead in life. Having done 10 years in hospitality, if I got told, oh, there's this opportunity to do some work experience for a famous chef, I would do it in a heartbeat without getting paid because exactly like you were saying, Christian, just that opportunity to actually get that contact with that person that will actually get me to a higher position. Yeah, it's worth its weight in gold all the time. Yeah, oh, exactly. But having read this um, link that was here, her arguments are very, for very, so, so, um, very short. She's like, I think everybody thinks social media is going to get them ahead somewhere and that the other thing is she's like, oh, inflated view of their self-importance because of <laughs> X amount of S Instagram followers. Yeah. That's like, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I think that's it's a very poor argument that she's got saying yeah. to say that mm. they're self-entitled. They're really just doing a mundane task and she's asking them to do it for free. So, mm. So yeah, it is worth it in situations like Christian was saying. With, with he was doing what Sherry was saying, yeah. but man, this uh, lady needs to um, you know, think about what she says before she uh, goes on social media and, <laughs> and starts yeah. trashing it. <laughs> like okay, like I need to I need to read a thing in more detail, but basically it's literally like like she's complaining no one applies for unpaid internships. You know why? Because muffin break is like zero relevance. Like, <laughs> The places millionaires go to aren't Muffin Break, which as far as the last one I've seen is in like, just literally in shopping centers. Mm. Like, it's not a hot hip cafe or anything, like anything special. Like, <laughs> what a fucking joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, this, the thing is, and I'm sure you would agree with me, Joey, right? Like in business, you need to learn about what like the customer wants, not what you want. Like, and you're marketing to the customer and like their needs. So in this case, I mean, they're not training customers, but she wants future employees. Like the future employees are telling you, I don't want to work for free. And instead of being like, oh, why? How can I market to them more effectively? If that's what she wants. She's just like blaming them. 
<laughs> yeah, fuck the plebs. <laughs> it always, it always, it always comes across well. But you can't go fuck the plebs. <laughs> it's like, oh, like I have to pay all this money for like these supplies for my business. Like, can they just be free? And you're like, no, <laughs> like that's that's part of the business is buying stuff to then sell it. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, labor. Anyway, it's mm. fucking hilarious. So yeah, I just uh, thought it was interesting because I know that there are like different sides to this story and argument and how people think about it. So um, short story is, yeah, it's probably worth it, um, but just not for, you know, mundane tasks. Yeah. Anyway, on so- the top, on, the, on the topic of working for free, I just have like one little thing to put in. Uh-huh. One little quiz little thing. Sure. Um, one of the reasons we have to work for free in current society as low-level employees is literally because when you start out as like when you're first starting out, like you're 13 years old, you can do shit all except my lawn. The thing is your labor isn't yet worth the minimum wage and that's the problem. So you have to get your skills up to a point where your labor is worth the minimum wage mm-hmm. and then you should never ever work free again. Yeah. Like I have like a specific. Um, unless, uh, 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 unless obviously it's um, as Christian and Jerry are saying it's for context or whatever. Yeah, I have a specific political point to make, like a specific thing that in Australia, we've got a system whereby like until you, I think it's 18 or 20 or something, there's a system of junior rate rates yeah. um, that these companies like McDonald's take advantage of in an institutionalized way to basically hire people who are under 18, give them more or less similar responsibilities to someone over 18, just because they can pay them less. Mm. And someone who was a young person, sorry. <laughs> I was once a young person. What? <laughs> Back in my day. Fucking bullshit. It's literally, you know, if they're doing the same work, it's literally inequality. Like based yeah, on- no, it's, it's literally inequality based on age. It's, uh, age-based discrimination happens all over our society and nobody cares. Yeah, I know. It sucks. Well, um, at least it's better than in certain areas. That's true. So, I mean, it could be dying of polio. It could be. Well, in certain er- in certain areas, we could talk about Georgia and England. It was pretty bad being a minor in Georgia and England. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, not go there, though. <laughs> 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 All right. So the real thing that I want to talk about today, the thing that excited me the most, um, is because uh, of the union of, like, you know, two of the greatest things that I enjoy that not a lot of other people enjoy, um, is that I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan, which you guys probably would have realized from my whole... Um, mm-hmm. Um, Jump Force uh, thing in the first episode and I'm also a huge card game fan and what happened was they merged these two things to make this beautiful game that nobody plays Uh, and they are coming out with a new set right which is based off the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie and it's called um, Destroyer. Hey nice cool. Yeah it's called Destroyer Kings and it's like loosely based off some of the cards are are there um, because of the movie and so like this game is very very similar to another game it's like vanguard and where the cards are pretty much like fan service for everybody for the anime the reason that the reason that like i didn't like vanguard was because i didn't like the anime the the pictures and stuff were cool uh and whatnot so in dragon ball super card game it's essentially the same thing they like pick all these cool moments from the movies and from the anime and they put them on on cards and do really like these really cool effects um super said red vegeta yeah it's got a card 
Yeah, our man does a lot of different colors and different Super Saiyans and everything going on. Um, the cool thing about it is that Destroyer Kings brings back a lot of uh, random villains from the, uh, from the series and the saga. So it's probably like one of the most diverse um, areas to go and get into the, get into the game. Mm, yeah, sure. The point that I wanted to make is that it's a really, really smart business move for them. Yeah, I'm making the card game off the movie. Yeah, because uh, it's right off the back of the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie. And something that I want to share with you guys, I did give you guys a, a link to it, is um, just the summary of like how financially successful the movie was. So to give you guys an idea, um, it only cost the studio, which is um, Funimation, um, it yep. cost them just uh, just over $8 million to create. So $8,500,000 to create. Man, animated movies hmm. are super cheap. Wait, wait, yeah. is it an animated film? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, they're like famously expensive to make. What the fuck? Yeah, so that's just what it made. Right. That's just what they what they quoted as what it uh, cost to make. Um, okay. must, must have been the CG backgrounds. Yeah, so the production the production budget was, uh, according to this uh, website, 8500000 But But just in Japan alone, it made $34 million in the box office. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. In Australia, it was around $1, one million. Um, but mm. worldwide, it made $102 million. That's... You know, that is um, a pretty penny. Yeah. It is. So after seeing that and reading up about it, I was like, all right, I see why, you know, Bandai are like piggybacking off this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, if anybody uh, is, is interested and wants to get in it, not just uh, you guys, any of our listeners or anything, it's a really, really good time to um, to get into it because they do have a lot of the... Uh, cards from the movie for people that were interested so i think it was just something that i really wanted to put out there with some really really cool um mechanics and stuff that they're putting in stuff that like plays around with um mana and whatnot and your resource as well as just all the really cool characters with um with cool art uh and i think that the art is really the thing that they pretty much nail on these um on these cards yeah mm. sure so mm. if one wanted to get into it how do they purchase the cards and stuff sure so um a lot of the places that you can buy individual cards uh is off tcg player is the main website so tcgplayer.com uh okay. is where i would go buy individual cards um if i wanted to build a very specific deck or see what's available um other than that your local card game store so most good games um would would um have the cards available so you can buy boosters and starter decks and all the usual card game type business over at Good Games. Um, and if you're in Australia as well, EB Games uh, and Zing also have these cards available there. All right. So these are like out the current. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, the Destroyer Kings is coming out in uh, the 3rd, no, sorry, the 15th of March. So okay. it's still a little while away for the new set that's coming out. But they have the previous sets available. So you can buy um, you can buy any of the older sets if you like. Um, but yeah, the new ones will be coming out soon. And those are the ones that I thought were just particularly good. Um, like good enough mm. that I really wanted to buy some cards, not just because they're powerful and I wanted to play with them, but because the artwork was really, really sweet. Yeah. And well, that's the great thing about card games. They have 
beautiful artwork. I was just looking at Broly. Is this a spoiler for the new set, the Broly? Yeah, yeah. That it's not a spoiler. It Pardon? It's not a spoiler. That's like what's gonna, what's like uh, coming out in the promotion pack. Yeah, he kind of exactly like he kind of like powerful. <laughs> yeah, man, Broly is a fucking unit. Like, let's just let's just be real. Yeah, <laughs> Jiren, Jiren is a beta bitch. <laughs> yeah for those yeah jiren is one of the you know one of the big bads even though i'm sorry if bad. if you if you haven't seen dragon ball super you're just not you're just not on my level so <laughs> yeah <laughs> all 130 episodes of it. yeah there's a lot of episodes um yeah, cool. Uh, so that was really uh, me done. If uh, nobody else has any other thing that they wanted to mention with it, I just really wanted to uh, put that out there for everybody just um, to say it's a really good time to get into it. Um, and Well, yeah, I'm also yeah. happy to see that um, the Dragon Ball movie uh, did really well because I want the next fucking season. Yeah, Come on. me too. Me too. Um, you know, and there are a lot of different uh, theories about what's going to happen. And um, the craziest theory that I heard is uh, angels versus demons. So, yeah. angels and demons. Yep. In Dragon Ball. Yeah, in Dragon Ball. You know how like Weiss, Weiss and the Grand Magister are all angels. Oh, okay. So there's yeah. like demons as well. Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be weird. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that is really it for me. Um, everybody, uh, go play the Dragon Ball Super card game. Um, so. Last but definitely not least, we have Christian with his stuff for this week. Christian, what do you got? Okay. Well, since we're on the um, topic of games, I'm going to segue into um, another game, slightly different game um, that I've been playing quite a bit of over the last four or five months now. Mm. Um, so I've been a big Warhammer 40,000 or 40K um, fan since probably about 2001. Um, so for a, a long time and I've seen lots and lots of different editions come and go and looked at different rule sets, but I've always, um, I've always really liked the, the rule set and thought it was, um, you know, a, a really good game. Um, and I'm currently playing the, the current edition, Warhammer 40k 8th edition. Mm -hmm. And, um, after a, a good, probably 30 games I've played now, um, over the last few months, um, I'm starting to question whether I want to keep playing it. Or whether I'm going to be drawn um, to other tabletop war game systems. So my my point tonight um, is: is it a strategy tabletop war gaming masterpiece, or an unbalanced mass dice rolling clusterfuck? Um, and unfortunately, I think I'm starting to to move more towards um, the the clusterfuck, um, and for a number of reasons. Um, mm. So. I found that in the in the current edition of 40k, uh, there's and, and this has happened over the last couple of years with with subsequent editions, um, but more and more dice are being rolled, which you know, it, and and it just comes down to this: that the, the game has more or less devolved into just rolling hundreds of dice. Um, I'll, I'll give a I'll give a scenario. So back in 2001, which was um, the heyday of uh, Warhammer 40k 3rd edition, yeah. you had a, a unit of, um, say, uh, 10, um, 10 orcs, right? So the yeah. 10 orcs, they might, um, you know, they'd be armed with their shooter guns and they might fire one shot each, two shots at 12 inches, right? 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you might get 10 or maybe even 20 shots. So you're rolling maybe 20 dice. Um, there are units now of, you know, you could have 10 um, demonets of Slanesh and they could be rolling five attacks each. So for one unit of 10, you're rolling 50 dice. Holy <laughs> shit. And then you've got, because 10 models only costs, you know, about 150 points, and usually games are, or even less than that, games are at a competitive level at 2,000 points, you can have hundreds of models on the board. And all of these models just sort of mash in the middle of the, the game board, and you're just rolling literally hundreds of dice. Dude. Um, I'm just going to call it right now. That is an absolute clusterfuck of dice rolling. Yeah. So, so there's a the first issue I have is just the um, the the mass amount of dice rolling. I think it's unnecessary. Second thing I have is the the whole point of 40k is that there is an element of strategy and tactics in it, mm. um, but there's also random chance. So your rolling dice is going to be random chance. Yeah, obviously. The, the problem I have with eighth edition is that it has almost removed a lot of the random chance because there are so many units or buffs or other things which allow you to re-roll dice to the point where rolling dice, you know, huge amounts of dice, mind you, is irrelevant. You're just rolling it for the sake of rolling dice. So I'll give you an example. I was playing against this Demonettes of, of Slanesh Army um, with his, I think it was about 150 demonets. So he's just rolling stupid amounts of dice, right? Yeah. yeah. Five, so five attacks per demonet. So that's yeah. um, 600 dice. Yeah. Attack. Yeah. In theory, if they're all in combat. Um, so he he's rolling. Usually they hit on a three, but he yeah. has these characters which mean that they then hit on twos or better. And then another character which buffs all of them, which means that he can re-roll any failed rolls. Oh my god! So he's hitting on twos and re-rolling ones, right? And then yeah. that's just for the hit. And then you've got to roll for wounds, right? And so he rolls to wound, and again he's wounding on you know maybe threes. Every time he gets a six, it auto wounds, and every time and he and ignores armor, and every time he gets a one, he can re-roll it. So it's almost, you know, the, the number he's rolling, it, it's it's disproportionate to the number of dice that he's actually rolling in the end. And it just so sort of seems like an exercise of, you know, just rolling lots of dice for the hell of it. So, what, so what you're saying is you should play Demonets of Slanesh. Well, because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> that's, yeah. an ex that's an extreme example, but a lot of the other armies feel like that as well. Um, just rolling lots and lots of dice... In previous editions, tanks felt really strong um, because a, a lot of the weapons didn't um, didn't damage them. You know, if it wasn't strong enough, it just bounced off. As you you know think, like a small arm firing at a tank in real yeah. life, it's not going to do anything. You need an anti-tank weapon or a missile or something to take it out. Forty hmm. k eighth edition, any weapon, regardless of strength, can wound any vehicle. Mm. So you can, if you fire enough you know, strength three, you know, las guns at your huge tank, you'll kill it. And so many times I've seen my, you know, my tanks or my, you know, ultra tough dudes, which are supposed to be able to weather that kind of thing, or in the law are impervious to that kind of attack, just hmm. get taken out by the, you know, 150 shots that, you know, they just throw at them. And it, you know, it just doesn't really feel good. And I guess my last point is that, you know, 
regardless of the strategy that you use, it's just a war of dice. So I play a very elite army in, in the Grey Knights. So I've got very few models. And the whole idea is that I've got um, quality over quantity. But the problem is the sheer weight of dice that my opponents throw at me means that even my two plus armor saves on my Grey Knight Terminators, it, it just doesn't mean anything because they're getting hit by, you know, 100, 150, 200 shots. Mm -hmm. So my squad of 10 just gets evaporated in one turn. Because yeah, six, sixes are inevitable, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, and it just doesn't feel good. It, it just doesn't feel like a, a very balanced game. Well, um, just a question about the re-roll system. Do you, yeah. get to, do you have to take the new roll, or do you get to re-roll it again if it becomes a one again? No, you can, you can only ever re-roll a dice once, okay. which is fine. That's not too bad, then. Well, the point is that they're always hitting on... A lot of them are hitting on twos and yeah. then re-rolling ones. So yeah. they're always hitting, and you're just rolling a ton of them. So mm. it kind of takes the point out of rolling all those dice, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, like, it just... Like, I, just to clarify, like, when you were saying rolling dice, people... I, at that scale, I think people aren't physically rolling dice using, like, software or whatever. No, no, no. no, no. You, you have physically to physically roll the dice. Yeah. But that's, like, the stupid... Okay. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So Literally, I've, I've I've had games where like my opponent will, will just start and I'll just I'll sit back and I'll just say just tell me when you're done because he'll be there <laughs> the next 15, 20 minutes just rolling his dice and working stuff out. Yeah, um, that sounds I mean, fucking so bad. Just yeah, go and, just go off and get a drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I guess yeah. my protest against it is I'm starting to to move towards a, a rival um, game system, um, oh, maybe no. press, which is the War Machine and Hordes game system. Um, and I found that I really, really like it because it's, um, you know, the most dice that you might roll would be four or five at once. Hang on, um, four or five per model? Um, well, not even that. Sometimes only two, two dice. Okay. But the number of models are much smaller, but you can do a lot more with each model. Um, and movement and um, how you sequence um, the actions of each of your models means a lot more. It's not less about just rolling lots of dice and, you know, letting statistics win for you and more about thinking tactically. Also, mm. the dice rolls are a lot more consistent. Um, so uh, there are buffs, um, and there are certain ways you can do to improve your chances, but it's not unrealistic. You're not rolling a million dice, and you know they're all going to hit anyway. There's still that real chance of failure. Um, so that, that random chance element is still there, which feels good, um, but you're also rewarded for you know um, using good tactics to to enhance your units so that their chances yeah, are better. It just feels like a better a better game overall. Sorry, I just like that's the whole thing with Warhammer. Like the problem traditionally with Warhammer is that like you know theoretically like you've um it's really expensive to get into because you need to buy lots of stuff and there's these detailed models and you only got to paint them yourself which takes ages and requires kits or buy or pre-made and you need a lot of physical space to play on. Like that was the problem, right? Like so. Correct. But like whatever, right? Like I mean that's you know, I mean that's. I mean, you either have really cool models or you don't have models. Like, there's no way to have them, you know. So I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying that was traditionally the problem. What they've got, they've got that. And, but the whole point was, but then you've got these cool battles that, like, look real. You're, like, moving your models and stuff. They're interacting. But what you're doing here is you're adding, like, a proxy layer where instead of your models interacting, your dice rolls are interacting with someone else's dice rolls or whatever. Yes. And, like, I can't help but feel that takes away, like, you know, if you just want lots of models, you can play a computer game, which, you know, we just have, like, mass simulation and stuff, because that's a genre now, right? Yeah. Part of the home is the physicality of it, and then you replace the physicality with rolling fucking dice, and it's so stupid. And I'm like, because in any other game, you know, you have a squad, 
And you would say, okay, well, just average out the dice rolls, like roll one D a hundred or something, or D you know twenty, and then have that chance so we can statistically the average like the same, yeah. rather than to roll twenty individual dice because obviously that's stupid and a waste of time. Yeah, well, and the other thing is like the, the whole thing for Warhammer for me was like I'm here because you know it, you know I have to buy these models, I have to paint them, and like it takes forever. But at the end of the day, I get to play this really cool game. Yeah. Mm. That was meant <laughs> to be the attraction, right? Like That's meant to be the attraction. Eventually, I'm going to play this fucking cool game, and it's going to be great. But if you take away the cool game, what's left? Yeah. And yeah. Even if Sorry. That, that's the problem I had. You know, it's been, what, almost 20 years since I started, and it's only been recently that I've really got to play with full painted armies that, you know, took me a long time to paint and, and get organized. And it just seemed a lot... It's a bit disappointing, um, the quality of the actual gameplay. And especially if, like, because some people are into it, you know, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I get it. Some people are into it because they like the painting the models and stuff and, like, that more than the game. But even so, that, having all the dust rolling still removes, like, actually interacting with your models. Like, mm. or even, like, I can imagine mm. in the game, you're thinking about your models, but most of the time, you're looking at your dice. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's mental. It's, it's very true. The other thing is, surely, like, another tabletop game that we play, some people might want to prefer to play the older editions. Have you found anyone that likes to do that? Yeah, there are groups around, but um, obviously the, the, the bulk of the player base will be playing the, the current edition. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess the onus is on just the individual player to find, um, you know, opponents that will play a different edition. So Yeah, which which is definitely hard when... All the major stores that you can easily go to don't do that. Co- correct. Yeah. It's also hard enough to find people to play D and D with or something like that, like a hugely popular system where all you need is you know a few books, you know a few cheap sets of dice and some paper and shit. And, and your imagination. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, we can even play right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, um, like. Compared to just saying, just compared to like Warhammer, you know, you need to have all this shit physically go somewhere and like a lot of area and space, like a more niche thing, then try to find people like into older editions. I can imagine it's a struggle to find group people like that. Mm. The, uh, the thing that I wanted to mention about it is that it sounds like there are certain armies that are like good in the current system, which means that there's like a Warhammer meta. And like, yes. I cannot imagine yes. a more punishing system for choosing the wrong army for the meta. <laughs> um, so I, I've been told at length by a lot of my opponents that my um, army, quote, sucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Because Grey Knights are apparently the worst, the absolute worst army in the meta. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, I don't know, it, it, it still doesn't take away the fact that, you know, it, it the inherent game system is unbalanced. Yeah, yeah, like, it, it, yeah, it's it's just bad. Because I mean, it, it, if you're in another game, if you're in League of Legends and your favorite and your favorite hero is like a dumpster tier, you still might be able to like you know push it out and get a win. But I feel in like the game system you're describing, it's just really, really fucking hard to do that. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty much me. Yeah. Done. All right. Excellent. Uh, and no one else has any other opinions about this? About I just want to say, uh, rip Grey Knights. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the Empire is fucked. Yes, more or less. <laughs> That's right. They got the Primaris Marines to take over. Yee! Yay! 
<laughs> All right. Excellent. All right. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of our podcast, guys. Mm-hmm. Cool beanies. All right. So, um, obviously, if uh, our listeners, you guys out there, like anything that we're saying, want to tell us that we're wrong or that we're correct or anything else that you might want us to talk about, you can uh, send us an email over at stspodcastau at gmail.com. Don't forget the AU because we are Australian. We are shooting this shit, but apparently there's somebody else that was already doing that. So fuck them. Uh, email us, stspodcastau at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us over on Twitter at stspodcastau, um, where I am pretty much constantly posting things that I deem very interesting um, and is a primary way of talking to us. Uh, you can also get our feed over at jhro.com, I believe. Yeah. Feeds up. Okay. All right. Excellent. Over at jhro.com. Uh, that takes us over to Joey. Joey, what else can we find over at jhro.com? Over at jhro.com, you can find our other podcasts. Um, we have a sister podcast called Yowie Power Hour, which is Karen and Matt talking about all sorts of awesome, uh, mystic creatures of yep. the deep. The occult. The occult. Mm. And you can also find my blog, uh, Meme Driven Development, where I talk about memes, life, and everything else, but I've been forgetting the post because I'm like bored at work. <laughs> okay. I'll probably post more. Cool. Uh, and if you like um, the sound of my voice and the sound of Joey's voice, you could go back and listen to all of the episodes of Shield Esports podcast if you want to hear us talking about Blizzard games and if you just like hearing the sound of our voice. Before Blizz betrayed us. Yep. <laughs> Betrayer. Betrayer. Um, yep. So for me, uh, you guys can find me over on Twitter. I'm at OvalteenGene. Uh, you can send me a tweet if you want to uh, catch up or anything like that. I will be available over there. Uh, for everybody else, uh, you could just email the podcast. That's again, stspodcastau for any, if you want to contact anybody else. All right. That brings us to the end. Thank you very much, guys, for joining me. And I will see you all next time. Thanks, Thanks James. Guys. See you later. Yeah. Yeah.